Jesus' name, thank you for your word. Thank you for what we're about to hear. I believe, Lord, that it's an answer, a solution. I believe it's necessary. I believe it's something that will uh, help us, Lord, deal with our emotions and the challenge of the day. I believe with all my heart that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will bring your word across with clarity, with simplicity, so that we can immediately apply it to our lives and be doers of the word of God. We're so excited about this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today is our final part in our series, Before I Can Move Forward. Before I Can Move Forward. You know, it's very important that we understand that the, the real motivation of this message, the ultimate concern of what birthed this message, was my concern for those who are dealing with emotional, being emotionally overwhelmed, being in that place where we feel like there is this increasing discontent in our lives. Three specific areas kept coming up during my time of praying for you, and the three are anger, bitterness, and anxiety. My goodness, all three are opportunities to help cause us to, if we're not careful, to, to be stuck and not able to what? Move forward. And I would hate that the, as now our communities are opening up and now that life is beginning to open up, I would hate the fact that you would be closed in your heart, not being able to experience God's highest and best. So in week one, we talked about uh, breaking free from anger. Last week, we talked about breaking free from bitterness. And today, I want to talk to you about breaking free from anxiety. Breaking free from anxiety. Now, here's what I want you to know about some prominent leaders in the Bible. David was troubled and battled deep despair. Elijah was discouraged, weary, and suicidal. Jonah was angry, full of prejudice, and wanted to run away. Job suffered through great loss, devastation, and physical illness. Joseph was abused and abandoned by his own family. Moses was grieved over the sins of his people. Jeremiah wrestled with loneliness, feelings of defeat and insecurity. Even Jesus himself was deeply anguished over what lay before him. My goodness, what's true about these stories and many others in the midst of their darkest time, God was with them. God was close. God was near. And Psalm 34, 18 tells us that. It says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. What a powerful word. What a good word for us today to know that God is near. Amen. He was there in the good days and he was there in the dark days. He didn't condemn them for their questions or their pain. He didn't tell them to just tough it out. Uh, he reached down to the deepest pit of suffering and lifted them up. He cared. He showed compassion. He offered mercy. He brought hope. He instilled purpose. He gave victory. And he is still working the same way today in the lives of people. Listen very carefully to God's heart today concerning anxiety. You are not alone. You are not losing your mind. You are not going crazy. God loves you and he is for you. And we are in this together. Our 
world desperately needs joy givers and hope bringers and those in our lives who will help us to be, re to be reminded of the, the real grace of where our lasting help comes from. The greatest truth is this. We have a Savior who understands our pain, who knows about all of our weaknesses and hurts, and reaches out with compassion and hope. He's our healer, redeemer, restorer, and friend. Man, that's all good news today. And I pray that you're listening very carefully today because the Spirit of God wants to help you in the midst of your anxiety. Now, here's our big takeaway for today. There's only one burden bearer, and it's not you. There's only one burden bearer, and it's not you. That's very important that you understand that. Uh, it can't be any more direct than that to recognize that, that we must rely on and put our trust in God. Proverbs 12, 25 says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. What a great verse of scripture, because the Bible teaches us that anxiety brings a heaviness to a person's life. Anxiety creates burdens that God never intended for us to bear. And the longer we bear them, the more unhealthy physically and mentally we become. Dr. Caroline Leaf, who is a cognitive neuroscientist, says this about anxiety. Anxiety is a signal that we need to listen to, not an illness we need to manage. It's a reaction to life's challenges, not a biological disease to be treated. Feelings of anxiety are actually warning signs telling us that something is going on in our lives that needs attention. I want to point out this particular phrase. It is a reaction to life's challenges. It is a reaction to life's challenges. Anxiety is a reaction to life's challenges. Let's take a few minutes and talk about some of the most common life challenges that we often react to and cause great anxiety in our lives. Number one, unfulfilled expectations. Man, this is a big one, unfulfilled expectations. You, you thought it was going to go a certain way and it, and it didn't turn out that way. Uh, we want something so bad and we didn't get it for whatever reason. A new job, a promotion, special relationship, uh, that proposal, uh, the promises, feeling like God let you down. Well, Proverbs 13, 12 says this, says hope deferred makes the heart sick, but longing, a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Man, that verse never gets old. That verse is always a, a now verse, a, a good verse for us. Um, hope deferred is unfulfilled expectations. Other translation says unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick. Another one says when hope is crushed, the heart is broken. So oftentimes these unfulfilled expectations are because we have expectations that are unrealistic. They're unrealistic in the first place. 
We expected a, a spouse to meet a certain need that that spouse was not ever graced or meant to meet that need. Parents expecting a child to operate on a certain level of grades and sports and, and appearance and it's way beyond that child's ability. Or a son and daughter expecting their parents to come through in a certain way that they're not financially able or even emotional, uh, emotionally able. Uh, friends do this to friends and this is an unfulfilled expectation uh, that produces all kinds of anxieties and hurts and anger and disappointments. So number one, unfulfilled expectations. Number two, number two, untreated pain. Untreated pain. Let me tell you one of the culprits of untreated pain. Many of us were told, just smile anyway. Just keep on smiling. We learn early in life to put on what? A good front. Hiding, masking, acting, pretending, right? Complying. We learn this at a very young age. And oh, it's, we hear it's no big deal, right? It's no big deal. We just, we don't need to give it the attention necessary. And, and, and we, we go through life, you know, pu putting things off and, and living a lie and acting and masking things. And we do need to give attention to what is needed in our lives. Jeremiah prophesied that there would be a generation of people that would bury their feelings. Man, it sounds exactly like today in Jeremiah 6.14. It says, They treat my people's wounds as though they were not serious, saying, Everything is all right. Everything is all right. But it's not all right. And so we understand that it's that idea that it's no big deal that we just have to be careful of because so many people are suffering silently. Maybe it's that abortion that somebody had or physical, emotional, um, sexual abuse, racial prejudice or a miscarriage. See, when we learn to tuck certain things away in a certain hidden part of our heart and we pretend like it didn't happen or it was no big deal when it really did. And so we have so much untreated pain. Don't deny yourself the help that you need. Number three is unresolved yesterdays. Unresolved yesterdays. The previous one, untreated pain, we didn't deal with it at all. Old wounds. This one, we don't deal with it fast enough. It's fresh wounds. So we deal with old wounds and we can deal with fresh wounds. And the truth is, stuff just happens in life. And the problem is not so much that stuff happens to us or that people hurt us or that cruel things are said and mistakes are made. The problem is we just put off dealing with them. We just put it off. We just kind of ignore it. We kind of live in denial. And that's a dangerous place to be. Mark 11, 25 gives us some really good instructions. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it and let it go. In order that your father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. Man, that's so important. 
God's Word is giving us some very important insight when it comes to our emotions. We need to learn to manage our emotions quickly and decisively. If you don't, you're going to give the devil the high ground, right? An open opportunity, an advantage, a head start. Not because it happened, listen, not because it happened, but because we didn't resolve it quickly. Today, Ver and I have worked super hard to do what? To make sure that we jump on things fast, that we don't get stuck in our hearts and stay on something that's not healthy. Be like Teflon and non-stick. Live your life in such a way that nothing sticks. I, I sleep good at night. And, it's, and the reason why is because we've learned to deal quickly with some things. Settle issues quickly. Quit, um, quit making it about you. Quit making it about what you're going through and only you and recognize there's a bigger issue going on. Number four is our unhealthy view of self unhealthy view of self. This plagues the majority of people that are watching today. Absolutely. Stats tell us that 80% of any given group of people have some level of insecurity and only 20% have some level of security. I've been working hard over my lifetime to what be a part of the 20%. Something we're always working on. Something that we're always making sure that we press in and allow God and His Word to continue to strengthen us and, and mature us. Um, no doubt about it. See, God sees a totally different picture um, than we do of ourselves. Uh, and and if, if the only assessment you have of yourself is your own, right, it's not going to be a good perspective. The weight will be too heavy and you need to really see yourself from what God, how God sees you and what his word declares about you. Romans 12 verse 3 in the message paraphrase says the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. Wow, so important. See, the, the real you is not who your parents said or your old boss or someone who was angry at you or somebody who spoke evil about you. Um, the, the real view is, is how God sees you and what God says about you. And it's the accurate view of yourself is the view that God sees you. Take the time to discover God's view for you that in Christ you are a righteous, overcoming masterpiece. That's who you are, and thank God for that. And last but not least here, number five, is shame. Shame. Shame causes you to walk around anxious because you are hiding stuff and you're wondering when somebody might find out your secret. Or maybe you're being tormented by something God already forgave you from. See, there's a difference between conviction and shame. Conviction is good. It shows what needs to be fixed and the power of God is available to do so. But shame tells you because of what you did or what somebody else did to you, you are now functionally broken and can't be fixed, which makes you walk around helpless and paranoid. 
believing that people don't love you, but they really do. Believing that people are judging you, but they're really not. Shame is diabolical, and it causes so much anxiety in our lives. And the good news is Jesus suffered and died for your shame. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has made us free. Isn't that great news? Stand firm and then do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Amen. So good. So we have touched just a few of the common issues of our lives that we react to that cause anxiety. And as I was thinking about this message and preparing for this message, uh, I, I remember a time when I came face to face with anxiety. We were in the middle of a lengthy negotiations for this building with a very large insurance company who owned this building at the time. And they were not negotiating in good faith at all. And they were constantly trying to undermine the deal. And the deal was constantly falling apart. And, and somewhere, you know, around the sixth or seventh time that this deal literally fell apart, I remember feeling so overwhelmed and so full of anxiety. Here I was now doubting myself. And did I really hear from God about this building? Have you ever gone through a difficult time and doubted yourself? Doubted whether you did hear from God in the first place? Doubting the fact that, man, I don't know if I have the goods to be able to deal with this. And anxiety takes over and, and, and you're concerned about the, what you thought for sure that you were supposed to move forward with or take that job or, or meet that need or whatever the case may be. And so uh, I, I was definitely in that place that day where I was doubting myself. In the midst of that craziness, I went to a verse that was familiar to me. A verse that I had read hundreds of times before. You know, it's interesting to me that when you're in the midst of difficulty and challenge, how God will take you to someplace familiar. You know, as I thought about that, this, this familiar place, I, I thought of young David in 1 Samuel 17. And in 1 Samuel 17, David was going to face Goliath. And we know that King Saul wanted him to put on his armor. And, and David did put on his armor. And, but it didn't fit, right? It didn't work and because it was unfamiliar. It was untested. And he, he got rid of Saul's armor and went back to what? What was familiar. He went back to that slingshot of his. And so this was my slingshot verse. Absolutely. It grabbed my attention. It came to my rescue. And I tell you what, it absolutely helped me to, to in a very difficult season to really focus back on what did God say and how are we supposed to do it? Well, that verse of scripture is found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. So familiar person, per, uh, portion of scripture. It says in, in verse 7, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all, on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. My goodness, I looked up that word casting. It's a strong, aggressive word. And it means casting a sudden motion to hurl, to throw, to cast, 
to violently fling something with great force. And the example that um, I was reading it from gave the example of, of this spider crawling up your leg. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if the spider's crawling up my leg, depending on how big it is, man, that thing is going to be what? It's a violent action. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swipe that. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to violently fling it, right? I'm going to kill it as fast as I can. Uh, and uh, we recognize that that was such important wisdom when I was in the midst of all that anxiety and concern, I began to realize that there was something I had to do, something I had to stand my ground with. And I found out later that the only other time in the Word of God where casting was used in the Bible was found in Luke 19, 35. And it says, And they brought him to Jesus, and casting their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus there on. Wow. It means here, again, same Greek word. It means flinging a garment, a bag, or excess weight off the shoulders of a traveler and onto the back of some other beast, such as a donkey, a camel, or a horse. Listen very carefully. When you put those together, what I learned about that is we are not designed to carry the burden of worry, fretting, and anxiety. It's simply a load too heavy to bear for the human body and the central nervous system. We can't tolerate it, right? We, are, we may be able to manage it for a while, but eventually the physical body and mind will begin to break down under this type of perpetual pressure. And so we understand that we have to cast, like the verse said in Luke 19.35, cast their garments upon the back, back of the donkey. Now you and I need to learn to cast our burdens over on the Lord and let Him carry those burdens for you. Again, what's our big takeaway? Listen very carefully. There is only one burden bearer and it's not you. And you need to get this in your heart today. You need to understand the importance of this. And I, I pray that you're hearing this today because I took the burden of this building on myself. I took the burden and the anxiety of uh, maybe I didn't hear from God and maybe this isn't God. Maybe this isn't right. Maybe this isn't the, the way that we should go. Maybe I'm not the one. I don't have the goods to be able to uh, take this to a place of, of purchasing this building. And so I became the burden bearer. And I gotta, you, you need to understand today, you, when you are taking on those thoughts and anxieties, you are becoming the burden bearer. And you were never meant to be the burden bearer. You're not qualified to be the burden bearer. I'm not qualified to be the burden bearer. Again, listen to 1 Peter 5, verse 7. It says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him. Listen, the good news is God wants to take care of us. Man, listen, He wants to take care of you today. But in order to let Him, we must stop taking the care. Many people want God to 
care for them while they're worrying and, and freaking out and trying to figure out the answer and instead of waiting on God and letting Him be our burden bearer and watching and letting Him guide us and directing us in that way. If you're one of those people that seem to worry about everything, I want you to know you're, you're in good company because there are so many people watching today that are in the same exact position you are in. You're not all by yourself. But the good news is that, that, the, that the God wants to deliver you. God wants to deliver us. Come on, listen, IFC. Those of us that have been bound by all these emotions and overwhelmed in that emotional place and, and increasingly discontent about all that's going on around us, God wants to meet you there. Amen. To all you professional warriors, it's time to retire from self-care. Make a decision to let God take care of you. Now I want to back up from verse 7 and, and go to verse 6 because they are so connected and you need to get this point today before I close. And let's back up to 1 Peter 5 verse 6. 1 Peter 5 verse 6 says, Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time He may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, worries, concerns, once and for all on Him, for He cares for you. But look at, at the end of verse 6, that in due time He may exalt you. What's on the end of that word you? It's a what? A comma. It's connecting these two points. These two, ver these aren't two separate verses. It's one thought. And you need to get this one thought. Amen. It's one sentence. See, what happens next from verse 6 is predicated on whether or not you apply verse 6. Whether or not you allow verse 6 to be a part of your life when you're dealing with something that's overwhelming and you're bound by anxiety. See, listen, we try to cast our anxieties and keep our pride. I, I know that hurt right there. Say it again. We try to cast our anxieties, but yet keep our pride. We need to know that pride and anxiety go hand in hand. They're part of the same package. This verse is telling us that, that humility leads us to freedom from anxiety. Listen very carefully. We will worry as long as we think we can solve our problems, as long as we think we're the burden bearer. We'll never let go of it. But humility says, I need God. I need His help. Man, you need to declare that today. You need to be humble enough in the midst of your anxiety, in the midst of that pain, in the midst of all that doubt, in the midst of all that overwhelming craziness going on inside of your head. You need to boldly declare, listen, I need God. I need His help. Say it loud and say it bold and say it out of the desperation of your heart that you're done today being the burden bearer. See, what a great trade today. You give Him all your anxieties, all your concerns. And what does He do? He gives us protection, stability, a place of refuge, blessing, fullness of joy, amen, a privilege of being cared by Him. Oh, don't miss out on the privilege of being cared by God. You know, the, the prouder we are and the more we have to do it ourselves when we never tap into the privilege of God taking care of your anxieties. If you're holding on 
and hanging around all the worries and cares and concerns about your family, your marriage, your business, or anything else that's causing you anxiety, why not stop right now and say this with me? Say this loud and say it bold with me wherever you are right now. Say it, Jesus, I'm yielding every one of these concerns and anxiety to you today. I cast my burden on you, my burden bearer, and I thank you for setting me free. We'll keep that up. You need to see that today. You need to understand that that needs to be your bold declaration today, that he is your burden bearer, that you cast your burden on him today. And he desires to set you free. He desires to take all your concerns and all your anxieties and all the issues of your life. And really once and for all, thank God to be in that place where you can be free and, and understand it. Now listen, that particular day in the midst of negotiating for this property, when I finally let go, it was freedom. There's no doubt. But that's not the last time I've casted my burdens. It wasn't the last time about this particular building because it went on and on. Let me tell you something. It's not a one-time thing we do. And oftentimes over the same anxiety or over the same concern, you got to go back and say, remind yourself, I'm not the burden bearer. I'm, I'm not doing this myself. I refuse to go down that road. This is something you do on an ongoing basis. This is something that's a lifestyle, something that is real and something that is so important to all of us that are dealing with anxiety and dealing with the challenges of, that go along with that physically and mentally in our lives. And I pray today that, that this message helps you maybe go back to a familiar verse or one that needs to be familiar, one that you need to revisit over and over and over again. There are so many directions we could have gone today with this whole message on anxiety. But man, that one zeroing in on that one set of verses is absolutely paramount for you today. And I pray that this message is a breath of fresh air and brings you hope and brings you joy and helps you realize today you're not alone in this battle. You're not alone in this dark place. We understand. And more important than all of us understanding, God understands. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that your word comes to our rescue today. I thank you whether it's a word that is brand new to some or a word that we've heard over and over and over again. I pray that, Lord, it's a word that that in due season comes into our lives and gives us hope and gives us a, a, a belief that, man, God, you are able to take care of me. And Father, I pray right now that everyone in the sound of my voice is retiring from self-care, retiring from being the burden bearer. It's too heavy. We were never meant to bear it. And we cast our cares and we release our cares and we aggressively throw off our cares today onto a God that loves us and cares for us. And I come against these anxieties and concerns in the name of Jesus. And I speak wholeness, health and healing to your emotions and order into your life and victory into your mind and into your circumstances right now. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much for being a part of, uh, of this message today. 
Thank you for allowing me to speak life into you and to encourage you today. There is the, the best thing I can say to you today is to make sure that Jesus lives inside of your heart. And there's no reason to do this all by yourself. And to make sure that, that Jesus, the one who died for you, shed his blood for you, rose again for you, wants to live inside of you and give you the assurance of forgiveness, eternal life. He wants you to know that, that there is a brand new beginning waiting for you. Those of you who do not know Jesus and those of you that have put him on the shelf and you've put him away, it's time to come back home and recommit your life to Christ today. I want you to pray this prayer with me and believe with me today. Say it with me, Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. I can't do this by myself. Forgive me from my sin. I repent and I turn my back on my sin. I believe that you are my Lord and my Savior. And I receive by faith forgiveness, eternal life, salvation. I will never again be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Please connect with us online. Please connect with us and, and, and let us help you come alongside of you and communicate with us so that we can be a continual blessing to you. You're not alone in all this. So God bless you today. I want to say one more thing. Tomorrow is my wife's birthday. Wow. Don't tell her I told you. It's her birthday tomorrow. It's a big one. So pray for her. Send her a message. She loves hearing, uh, getting little notes from people. Uh, love on her. She's an amazing gift and we want to celebrate her and she's worthy of celebration. So make sure you give a big happy birthday uh, to my wife tomorrow. And we sure do love you. Stay connected. Be blessed. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.